Welcome to the Industry Insights by SAP podcast series. My name is Josephine Monberg, and I am your host. You are now listening to the COVID-19 special edition of our show. Welcome to our podcast. Hey, all listeners, and welcome to this episode of the Industry Insights podcast. Today, we are taking a look at an industry where examining how that industry is being impacted by our current global pandemic, but also more importantly, what's going to happen in the future. And to take a closer look today, I am joined by Peter Akbar, who is the Global VP and Chief Customer Officer. And then I'm also joined by Stephen Henley, who's the Fashion Industry Principal at SAP. And I think I just revealed the industry that we're talking about, and that is fashion. So that's quite exciting. Um, Stephen, first, let's could you just explain a little bit more about what you do at SAP and what your connection to fashion is? Okay, thank you very much, Josie. Yeah. Within SAP, I'm the regional fashion industry expert across our EMEA North region, and I do have some equivalents in other regions. Uh, and my prime role is to work with our customer and prospects and our sales teams to identify how SAP uh, fashion solutions can help those customers uh, deliver uh, success both for their customer, for their individual customers or consumers and into their business uh, and provide industry in- insight and of course a guidance and support around best practice a- around all of that then I'm involved in regional execution of the go-to-market strategies for SAP in the fashion world and of course that all of this means that I'm working closely with customer base our account teams uh, and of course our development teams uh, and organizations like Peter and part of our organization like Peter's. Mm. And where in the world are you? Because I'm based in Birmingham, which is in the center of the UK. Cool. And Peter, what about your role? What's your role in, in fashion? Sure. Hey, Josie, thanks for inviting us to this podcast. So, um, yeah, my role in fashion is essentially to drive innovation to SAP for fashion solutions. That's what I've done for nearly 24 years at SAP, starting off with our AFS solution back in the day and bringing our solutions together, for example, verticalizing our solutions. So my passion for fashion stems also from my time at Marks & Spencer's back in the day. This is a long time ago. And I've worked across development, solutions management, and, uh, it's, and also with our customers. So it's also about listening to our customers and making sure we drive the, the understand what they're saying and really being ahead of the curve to bring the innovations to market and working with Stephen and uh, folks in his organization to make sure our customers really get it. And um, it's been a huge amount of fun, too, because, uh, you know, fashion is great. We all love wearing stuff. And to see the impact of what you create and how it helps our customers is is fantastic. Mm, yeah, I could only imagine. And your <laughs> accent is a little bit similar to Stephen's. So where are you based? So, yeah, so right now I'm in the, in the UK, so the city of Bath, but, uh, but with SAP, I've had uh, 15 years in, in Boston, in the US, so I, perhaps I should have a bit of a Boston accent. <laughs> you should. I should. Also, uh, a couple of years, six years in Munich, uh, in Germany. So, um, I, you know, I speak German too, so. I've been, oh, you do? Oh, yeah, naturally. <laughs> nice. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay, very cool. Well, I'm super excited that you both joined us, and I'm very excited to learn more about what's going on in the fashion industry because it is also an industry that is near and dear to my heart personally. So not saying that I spend a lot of money on clothes, but um, that could be the case. So before we start talking about kind of the impacts of fashion, um, when we talk about or when we from an SAP perspective talk about fashion, 
just to give an idea, get an idea, what companies are we talking about? Maybe starting with uh, you, Peter. Sure. Okay. So for us, fashion means everything across the entire value chain for fashion, right? So it really starts at the very front end. So, for example, cotton farmers and farmers who are actually creating um, the, the very essential raw materials, the textile producers who make the mills and fabrics and denim. And that goes to then the, the brands, for example, you know, the jeans manufacturers and the, the retailers and the luxury brands. So we really cover the whole range of, um, of the fashion industry. And, um, you know, so it's, it's uh, very, very interesting from that perspective, but also it gives us a lot of problems to solve. You know, because mm. we have to solve things for every single stage of that supply chain and make it all integrated across the piece too. Yeah, I can imagine that's a that's a challenge. And Stephen, anything to add to that? I, I think Pete, it's a, a good uh, commentary. But if you think about that uh, large mix from the SAP perspective, our cons- our customer base, just thinking of the retail and the brands, for example, it will move from your fast fashion brands like Uniqlo and H and M, all the way through department stores like Harrods or Pranton that people are familiar with global sporting brands um, like Nike and, and uh, Adidas and Asics, uh, and, and then the iconic brands, as Pete talked about, the Levi's um, of this world, Armani, Hugo Boss, Valentino, uh, and of course, right at the top of the luxury, the LVMH group or the caring group. Mm-hmm. You know, So we have this big, big expansion of, of every different sector in what people call fashion. Yeah. 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 Um, nodding my head because I do, I do, um, you know, I recognize a lot of those brands. So, okay, let's now talk a little bit about COVID-19 because obviously COVID has a huge impact on all industries and I'm sure fashion has seen huge impacts too. So, um, what are the impacts of COVID on fashion, but also maybe talk a little bit about the business processes starting off with the you, Stephen. Yeah, I think um, I think we all know that uh, the first impact of COVID has, was uh, effectively from a fashion perspective was an impact on the supply chain, particularly the supply chain coming out of China. And at the same time for the luxury, our luxury segment on the demand patterns coming out of China, which is a big, important segment uh, for them. But very quickly, as the pandemic spread across um, Europe and into North America, that became a demand problem with the, with the response of lockdowns and closures. So all the stores pretty much everywhere were at some point in time during March and April completely closed. Uh, and that meant the revenues were, were falling, uh, an unprecedented fall in revenue. Yes, there was some e-com uptake. And if you look at some results recently, you can see that, for example, um, Inditex reported a 95% increase in on e-commerce revenue in April, you know, uh, and that they were 50% up in, Q, in their Q1. But what's really important is to think about that has changed the nature of, of, of the way we shop for fashion. We've now got used to shopping for fashion with e-com. Yeah? Mm. So that's really important. And I think that's going to drive and accelerate the change in the role of the store. And I think we'll see some really innovative store designs and store processes coming forward in the next, in the next six months and the rest of the year and next year. I think also, and Pete will talk about this, I think, in more detail, is the drive to digitization. Significant organizations and fashion brands have been digital in the customer facing part of their um, business. But um, we can see more and more of them now facing up to the idea that they need to transform their supply and the rest of the value chain and use machine learning, artificial intelligence, and increasingly RFID to bring that digital digitization and bring visibility and transparency. And then the final thing that's coming back is the sustainability agenda. It got suppressed a little bit for two or three months, but from the consumer base, it hasn't really gone away. 
Uh, and it's a, and I know it's a, it's something that is dear to both our hearts uh, in in that way. And I think Pete, you'll probably pick up on this as well. Is sustainability in circular fashion is going to come back, and the leaders are going to be those that get to their customers through that process. Yeah, um, Pete. Mm. Yeah. yeah, Pete. What what are your thoughts on on this? What I, I, that's obviously huge impacts. What are you are you seeing the same yeah, thing? Uh, yeah, yeah, all the same. I mean, absolutely the same. I, th- I think that the you know it's 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 interesting because the it's a tough time for fashion, and I think that the uh, but that's also providing some challenges, which which the winners are going to be you know following, uh, mm. like solving um, technology in the stores, the digitization of the stores, for example, having avatars where you can try on stuff because you can't try on a piece of pair of clothing, piece of clothing. How do you know it's going to look any good? So we're seeing loads, a lot of startups with with new ideas about how to show um, outfits on avatars yourself even right so so you can make more informed decisions about what looks good but also further up the supply chain i mean everyone at home um, working from home for example there's been a unique challenge we um uh, so i lead a, the, the sp fashion council which is a bunch of c-level executives from you know the top 25 30 or so fashion companies in the world the the um 50 of those companies said that their their people need to work from home so mm-hmm. how do you enable your entire organization to be digital, right? So today, if I've got to carry a piece of paper from one desk to another to get something done, that's a nightmare in a world where you can't see that person. So the digitization where everybody in the organization, no matter where they are, has to be able to work and hand over their work in a seamless end-to-end process, absolutely super critical. Then the other stuff, Steve mentioned it, but it's like supply chain. So imagine you are a producer and are making stuff and it's, uh, say, China. And if if China's shut down with a second wave, where do I get my stuff from? I'm open mm-hmm. for business in my country. So we're looking at um, companies looking at a diversification of their supply chains and making sure that they can source in multiple areas. Um, and again, with the sustainability pieces in, actually sustain uh, understanding if I'm, if I'm, what's my carbon footprint now? What it, am I sourcing sustainable fabrics? All of these things have come to the public's you know, attention. And so customers uh, in our world are actually now responding to that very deeply to make sure that they can provide sustainable products. So, and we think that that's only going to increase. Yeah. And so, so huge, actually fundamental changes from what I'm hearing, all positive, taking the industry in the right direction. And you both talked about the role that technology plays, but let's talk about a little bit more, Stephen. So what are, what, what are you seeing the role that the technology plays in helping them, you know, um, dealing with the challenges that they are in front of? I think there are, there are two there are two elements there, and I think Pete started to talk about one element. I'm just going to come back to pick up on some of Pete's points in a moment. That the first part of the element is it, we we've, we've gone through a reaction and we're in recovery mode now, and and progressively as we work through the rest of the year, we're going to be in getting ready for 2021 and beyond mode. You know, as they move out of that that recovery and get going again. But at the moment, I think technology is providing. I think Pete is very right. It's about how do you communicate with your disparate workforce that may be furloughed, may be on short time, significant numbers have been on part time and, and, and short time. As stores are reopening, not every store is opening flat out, or, in, you know, they're not opening all 600 stores in one go. So think, so you need to think about how do, what technology solutions can I use or can we use or can we as SAP support our customers with to help them communicate with their, with their, with their staff help them understand how their staff are, um, you know, crudely, how they're feeling and, and, and what their concerns and issues are and, and enable them to tailor the process, the management and the leadership to tailor the processes of communication 
and uh, induction into those staff into the business as they reopen. So that's one area that we can look at. I think the other area is that we need to remember also that, that, that you think about, for example, the idea that a lot of staff will have been furloughed, many will have been laid off uh, in some cases. Mm. So organisations will be looking to potentially re-employ folks or actually it's a new world, so they're going to have to re-onboard um, folks. How do you work in a fashion store where you have to uh, run um, manage social distancing? What do you do with the fitting? Pete talked about the fitting rooms. Yeah, what do we do about the fitting rooms? How do we help customers put together a look uh, in store? So, so that's going to require a whole bunch of new training and onboarding, and technology can help that help with that by providing that that the sort of um, on your own device learning and what have you. The other thing I think is important is to think about how technology goes back down the supply chain and the value chain. And that, I think, is going to be super important in terms of providing visibility as to where product is uh, and where it needs to be. So there'll be more and more use of, uh, like I said before, artificial intelligence, machine learning to think about smarter ways of distribution and smarter ways of that um, e-commerce fulfillment channels. Uh, And I think you'll see that coming along very quickly as we move into the second half of this year. Mm. Pete, what are your your thoughts on that? How will tech help um, them overcome the challenges they're faced with? Yeah, sure. No, I mean, echo everything Stephen said there, Josie. So, but I think the the fundamental piece is that the digitization of the business comes first. But it's also because, uh, you know, if, if, for example, if I'm offering stock online and I haven't got the stock there, I'm going to really upset the customer. They're going to go somewhere else. But if I'm offering new technology, for example, um, in store, so I pick up a top and then the technology is saying to me, hey, these bottoms would go really great with that. Have you considered wearing leggings instead of jeans with that top? Um, so, you know, technology will do that today very nicely. But if I haven't got that stuff in store, or I can't say go pick that up from the next door, you know, it's it's a waste, right? So so we so I think uh, you know brands need to be very careful about they need to introduce this technology to help customers shop in new ways, matching things together, having avatars. But you've got to have that connected to your digital world. This is going to be super critical. Um, yeah, and I think also the you know, as you go further up the chain, if you even look at the uh, the designers, so we work with fashion designers, for, especially in New York. And also we do some programs with uh, the Runway of Dreams, which is adaptive fashion. So they've been very good adopters, um, some of them, I should say, of of digitizing (laughs) or democratizing their runways. Right. So basically sharing what's going on the runway, not just on a video, but actually giving people apps for feedback. We've got a runway app which lets designers, gets the fans to give this feedback. Right. Yeah. So these, you know, now that nobody can run a fashion show, uh, wherever you know they're all going digital london's going digital uh, this next week so you, you've got to basically have new technology in there and and the ones who aren't going to do that are going to be stuck because they won't reach their customer base mm. and, and did, I, did I you just, have anything to add yeah i just I was listening to what pete's talking about it remind it reminds me of given given that the volume of e-commerce trade has been, has been so big relatively speaking over the last uh, three or four months um, what you're going to see i think um, is a greater requirement from a customer to actually be more flexible in that approach. I think, Pete, you're right. You know, yes, we can say this top works with this, these leggings and instead of jeans and what have you. And, and many retailers are already doing that. But the, 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 the trick will be to put that look together and to be able to, to satisfy it. And then it's next day, next hour, same day delivery. And that connects you back into a, into a fulfillment chain in a way deep in a way that they haven't really had to think about uh, over the last uh, couple of years. It's all been, 
yeah, yeah, we can deliver this and we're going to deliver it. But now it's actually got to be super quick because people are, have got used to the idea. Yeah. They order today and it arrives tomorrow. Yeah. So yes. that process. Yes. Thank you, Amazon Prime. Yeah. It's funny. You yeah. Say that. Yeah. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. Uh, I lived in the U.S. for six years and uh, you totally got used to Amazon Prime. Then I moved to Denmark, which is where I'm at now, where I'm from. And I ordered something and it took them like two weeks. And I was like. Wow. you know because because you're not you're not you're not used to that so i think it's something and that f- reflects negatively on the business so i think it's something companies have to to step up on and 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 talking about that because it essentially comes down to supply chain so do you guys see ways in which that companies should consider new ways in engaging with their suppliers and yes. perhaps also you've talked about that customers also new ways of engaging with their customers moving forward um and repeat or peter do you want to go first Sure. Sure. Yes, Josie. I mean, yeah, absolutely. From the supply chain perspective, it's, it's about the transparency. So clearly, you know, fashion is really in- is interesting because I do, I do really one of two things. Either I buy off the shelf and I'm buying T-shirts and everything else, which is pre-made, um, or I'm actually collaborating with manufacturers to get it designed. If I'm lucky enough, I've got my own manufacturing, which is which I can be very flexible with. Right. So if but if I need to have alternative sources of supply, I need transparency. So and I need to be able to do what if. Simulation, business simulation is is absolutely critical right now because you've got to be able to simulate now. What happens if I can't get supply from one country, these plants? What happens if I move it to another? And then I need to also be able to simulate what happens if I have uh, DCs, you know, warehouses. For example, you know, you mentioned the the experience in Denmark. If I don't have a DC near a a city, right, it can take, you know, I've got a centralized DC in in Europe, which has often been the the case for many of the customers. Now, if, if I can't get to a store, or I, can't, I don't want to go to a store and I want to get something quickly. I need to have a, a different policy. So being able to simulate that um, is important. And we've seen the success. Customers that have a digital uh, supply chain and a digital delivery chain where they can simulate and do things very fast, bring DCs, use big stores as DCs, for example, while customers can't get to them, vital. So you need to be able to represent the, that, that physical world in your digital world. And you, you can't do that unless you've got this digital foundation. Mm. Stephen, what what are your thoughts? I, I, I kind of I echo absolutely what Pete says, and I would add on the transparency um, piece. As we get to have more and more, uh, as we spread the um, sourcing profile and less reliant on one region or one manufacturer, uh, I, I can see our fashion brands thinking about also how does the sustainability and ethics agenda fit mm. into all of that. So they're going to want to add uh, much more robustness around. Uh, signing off and approving the ethics of a, a particular new supplier or manufacturer in a new location. They're going to want to be making sure that they've got visibility of the sustainability metrics that they're tracking. For example, the carbon footprint, for example, uh, maybe pollution in the in the local, um, the use of water and so on. So they're going to add that. So as well as they're going to be thinking very much about, you know, how do I maximize the sales at full price by through the what if process, they need to be looking at how do I minimize the impact of what I'm doing on my carbon footprint or my sustainability agenda and how do I actually report that so that I'm looking at two sides of that equation uh, and particularly in some of our um, uh, younger fashion brands sustainability and ethics are really critical and we've seen recently uh, with all the BLM activity you know all of a sudden this is all important it's not Mm. it's sustainability and ethics Mm. and we can't I think organizations are now going to have to bring that into that into that discussion uh, and they'll yeah. need the data and the and the what ifs to bring that through. Yeah. 
Yeah, I am vividly nodding my head. I think we are at this point in time now where there's a movement happening, right? You can't, as a business, sit back and just ignore what's going on. You have to take a stand and you have to to prove that you are sustainable and that you lead with uh, purpose. So yes. just to finish off now, because we covered a lot of different topics and um, a lot of different technologies were mentioned and so on. So if I could just put you both on the spot and just ask, let's say you're sitting in front of one of your customers, CEO of a fashion company, and you're to get them your top three advice about what should they be doing right now to future proof or to to come out stronger of all of this, what would you say? Who should I put first? Uh, Peter, starting with you. Steve <laughs> 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 was like, thank, thank God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Right. So here's the, the sort of like the top six or the top five, right? So then, yeah, so you know, moving from from survive to growth, to growth, right? Because yeah. that you know they're coming out of survival. You've got to go to growth. Um, you've got to have um, make sure that you're 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 you've got a stable and dependent IT service to support all of the new things that you're doing, right? That's absolutely critical, foundational piece. Right. You've got to meet the promises to your customers, your consumers, uh, and, you know, Steve mentioned the ethical side, also to your suppliers. Right. So so that, that those policies of how you help them through the bad times important, because if they're not there in the good times, where's your product coming from? I think also so that means that accelerating product product projects which do the digitization of their business, critical supply chain, the fulfillment chain, all that needs to be done. So we're seeing customers move forward with all of those kinds of projects. Um, and also then this whole multiple sourcing strategy is the what if all of those things are very key wrapped up in that and make sure we don't lose sight of simulations. Two final points, though. Um, we think that runways will go digital and also product discovery is going to go digital in a big way. So trade shows where typically you go today to find out, well, what, what, what are the new shirts, what are the new you know, clothing aspects? Uh, you can't get there now, right? People are going to be reluctant to travel. So the whole discovery aspect is going to go digital. So get prepared for that. And the last one is we think that the circular economy will be huge. So mass rentals, with a diff if you've got a, a, a recession in some areas of the world um, and people with without much funds, without many funds, rentals are going to go huge. Recycling is going to get even bigger, also because of the ethical and sustainability concerns that uh, Stephen mentioned. Um, and I think, you know, that that that's so. So the circular economy will become a natural part of people's lives. Mm -hmm. So CEOs get ready for this. Get yes. ready for that. Yeah, yeah I personally, uh, yeah, there's a company called Rent the Runway um, yeah. that is yeah. in the US that, um, yeah, I might have used a couple of times. Um, okay, Stephen, <laughs> over to you. What are your okay. top three well, that's, a, that's an extensive list, Pete. I, I think I would just add. Uh, around that list, and I echo absolutely totally what Peter said. But in amongst all of that, I think um, if you're if you're in the C-suite, you recognise all of those issues, but you have another bunch of other compelling um, pressures. So the first thing I would think about is think about the rapid time to value. Yeah, and value can be dollars and euros and pounds, but it can also be back to your sustainability and ethics and and your brand positioning to, and, and your linkage with your customers. So recognize that you need to faster time to value and that when you're making those investments that you're thinking about adding resilience against the risk of something like this happening again and also embedding sustainability in absolutely everything you do. So that's number one. Number two, I think Pete's talked about it, accelerate digitization and be prepared to accelerate and take innovation and accept that innovation may be a bit like um, fashion themes and clothing. It comes in and it goes out. It comes in and it goes out. So you'd be prepared to take risk 
uh, about bringing in new new activities and new processes because that's what your customers are doing. Yeah. So Pete talked about stable foundation, absolutely right. But also be prepared to keep innovating and be prepared to 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 take some of those innovations to fail. Yeah. Um, as you seek to get the right thing. And then finally, let's not forget the store. The role of the store is going to change. We will see it as we open up over the next month or so. Um, think about how those stores, uh, how you can reimagine those stores, how you can reimagine them in a in a world where you have to do different um, different processes for click and collect, different processes for your uh, fitting rooms, uh, and maybe have less density of people in those stores. So think about how you bring those as a brand experience as well as a, a place to sell product. So mm. those would be my those would be my takeaways. I think we're on a cusp of a change, mm. actually, and it's yeah. a lot of um, it's a, it's a lot of uh, acceleration of trends that were already in place. I think that you will see a big change over the next year. Exciting times to be living yeah. in, even with COVID and um, all the stuff that's happened. This is still such an exciting time. Guys, I had so much fun talking with both of you. I so appreciate you coming on the podcast. And to everybody who listened to this episode, thank you so much for listening in. Uh, hopefully, I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, Josie. Bye. Thank you, Josie. Bye. Please subscribe to our channel, Industry Insights by SAP at OpenSAP, Apple, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. To learn more about what SAP is doing to help you cope in COVID-19, you can go to sap.com about global health safety and find free access to select SAP software, tools to support your business, and much more. Stay safe, everyone.